Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Diamond sponsor Ventivid and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk. Want to find out how the workshop whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Hello, I'm producer Mel with Rachel Evans today. We'd really love you guys to go to your Apple Podcast app uh, while you're here. You can even pause the podcast now and rate and review us. We're going to read out one of your reviews. This one's from Evan and he says, the podcast is so informative. Five stars, which we always love. Please give us five stars. I'm on my fourth podcast and I'm hooked. Loving all the information you provide and finding it easy to understand. Thank you so much for your review. Coming up next, Michael Caruso. He's a professional racing car driver in the Supercars and TCR Australia Championship, and you'll hear from him next. Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally. Michael Caruso is co-founder and host of Below the Bonnet podcast on KO Sports, husband and father to three beautiful children. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, Michael, please introduce yourself to our Whispering Loudly fans who as you know, are all auto repair shop owners. So tell us a bit about yourself. I'm not really good at talking myself up, but um, <laughs> look, I've, I was very fortunate as a child to have a father that loved motor racing and growing up watching him at the racetrack, I got a go-kart for my 12th birthday because I pestered him so much. Did karting up until I was about 18 years old and make the step up into into racing on uh, on the road in race cars. Went through the various categories and won some championships and things and made it to supercars, which I did for 10 years, which was really good experience. And now I'm currently driving in TCR and I still do co-driving with the Supercars Championship. Decided to get into podcasting and come up with a show uh, with my good friend David Reynolds, which has been good because I've always enjoyed doing media. So plenty of stuff happening and stuff that I really enjoy talking about, obviously motoring. And yeah, so here I am now chatting away with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we very much appreciate it. You mentioned your history starting out in the go-karts and I've been binge watching the F1 series on Netflix. And you see, you know, when they, they look back at the drivers and everyone starts in go-karts and, you know, works their way up. Did you ever you know, think about making the step out of Australia and, and overseas? I, I actually tried, probably like many Aussies. I mean, we're very fortunate in Australia to have so many talented, not just drivers, but uh, engineers, mechanics, and, and we've had a lot of people go overseas and actually be in Formula 1. But, yeah, I tried to go overseas, but it's it's extremely expensive to make it to Formula 1. And mm. people probably think, how does that all work? But effectively, as a race car driver, you either have sponsors that come with you or you can pay for it yourself yes. uh, and large sums of money to go motor racing. So I tried that when I was a little bit younger and then came back and, and did supercars, which uh, which is, yeah, obviously a world-renowned category. And uh, Yeah, a fantastic achievement. Wonderful. You did start at a young age. You mentioned that your dad obviously had a, uh, a big interest. Did that mostly fuel your passion for the sport or does that come from somewhere else? Before I touch on that, I thought this would probably resonate with the listeners. Uh, my dad actually was a mechanical, he owned a mechanical repair shop. So yes. we're in Sydney and he was in Brookvale. He had a shop for 
some 30 or 40 odd years. I can't even remember exactly, but very familiar. I actually, funny story. I don't know if it's a good story, but funny story. <laughs> I actually, when I left school, went and worked for him for a couple of years, but we were spending way too much time together because we were going away motor racing. And I was working for him as an apprentice, right? Which which didn't work too good because we're working together, living together, and all that sort mm. of going on. But I'm very fortunate about you know my dad loves racing, I loves cars, and without a supportive family to give you the opportunity to go motor racing, you know it's just not possible. From experiencing success as a race car driver, and hopefully you will continue to do so, you've also worked in the media as an expert panelist on Network 10's Motorsport Magazine show. I guess I'm curious, what led you from the track into the media space? How did you make that jump? It sort of started with Channel 7 about 2012, I think at the top of my head. And I mean, I'm, I, I like to have a fair bit of fun and play pranks and jokes and stuff, particularly on my peers in the, in the category and people up and down pit lane. So I was doing some colour reporting with them. Once I got, I guess, towards the end of my supercar career, thinking of, you know, stuff that I love doing and what have you, and the opportunity arose to, to join the Network 10 team and, and Matty White because he was actually the guy when he was at Channel 7 that gave me a, a chance to, to do some work on TV. So it was a good opportunity. And now expanding, working with KO is really good because I'm in that part of my career where I'm still racing but uh, transitioning into something else as well. And I enjoy media because, as I said a bit earlier, I love talking about motorsport. Yeah, and I, I enjoy sort of telling the story that I guess is behind the scenes a little bit more and something that we probably don't get to appreciate or people that that watch don't get to hear about most of the time. I think that's why I'm so hooked on the Netflix show at the moment because it really is that behind-the-scenes stuff that you just don't even consider. And the whole business behind motorsports as well i mean there's some really serious coin that goes into this yeah. and i think that you know we get caught up with watching the racing and it all looks mm. in the glitz and glam but yeah no different to any business it, it's there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to create a successful business whether you're yeah. a motorsport or um, i'm sure in your day-to-day -day, whether it be in working in the mechanical repair shop yeah um, so to to have that and I guess to get everybody on the same page because it's it's never just one single person that does mm. it and there's always a group of people surrounding them that are that are just as good as their role in their roles mm. and uh, and I think we're seeing a lot more of that now with that particularly in that Netflix show. Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally. So tell us a bit more about Below the Bonnet with you and David Reynolds. How did that come together? <laughs> so Dave and I have been good mates for many, many years and he came to me probably five years ago with an idea to do a podcast. But we were both so busy racing, it sort of just didn't allow the opportunity or the time to do it. So once I stopped supercars, I had a little bit of time. So yeah, effectively, we kicked that off. And podcasting is such a fantastic form. You know, you can have a story, whether it's short, long or medium, it's free to do whatever you'd like. And, yeah. and it's growing, you know, rapidly at the moment. And yeah, we just, we love having fun and, and telling, like, as I said before, you know, the behind the scenes that you probably wouldn't hear about, because I think nowadays people can see through I guess what we see on TV and that mm. there's more to tell and the real side of what's going on. So yeah, we like to be 
I guess, the realists of the category and, and have a bit of fun doing it as well. And you're a husband and a dad. You posted lots of gorgeous photos of your family. And like our auto repair shop owners, you know, who also have families, I imagine that you've got to work at having this harmony between work and life. Do you have any tips for our listeners in that regard? <laughs> I don't know if I'm an expert, but I've got three beautiful kids and a loving wife. Love them to death. And, and you're right, the, the mixture of obviously focusing on your work and, and obviously spending enough time with your family, it, you feel like you're always, I, you know, I never feel like I'm doing one good enough. But yeah. I think if you're constantly testing yourself and, you know, questioning, am I, you know, doing doing enough at work am I doing enough at home that you you're actually it's in your format you know it's in your head and it's right where it needs to be because it's easily sometimes to drift off and whether you get busy with your work and and you need to because that's obviously what supports the family as well so you know keeping grounded and appreciating the times that you do have because you hear so many hard stories of people that aren't as fortunate through health and things going on so Mm. just try to enjoy it really because it all happens so quick even though I'm I feel like I'm not an, an old dad or don't have old yeah. kids. I just feel like the years just roll on so, so quickly that they're already at school and things are happening too yeah. fast. Yeah, so really important to take a breath and be present. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, and one final question for our auto repair shop owner listeners. What would be the number one piece of advice you have when it comes to using your passion or your hobby to fuel your business success? Yeah, it's a good question. I think for myself, you know, how I operate, I mean, you obviously have to have a lot of self-belief in in what you do. And I think you need to evolve with that as well. You need to really see the progression because it's easy to get stuck in the times or the things that you think you know but there's so much learning to be done out there i mean things that i know now that i could have done when i was 20 that experience is valuable so you know just constantly evolving and learning and trying to push yourself to new limits uh, i think is really important and something that i you know that i that i really try to do each day and, and learn new skills because um whether it be at work or at home you find that you can really adapt those skills if you've got as many as you can evolve to, got them to use in all that in all your life. Yeah, great piece of advice. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on Whispering Loudly today, the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Best of luck behind the wheel uh, on the TV screen and behind the podcast mic. And for everyone listening out there, make sure you search up below the bonnet so that you can follow along with Michael and uh, Dave Reynolds and get their behind-the-scenes look at what's going on in motorsport. And if you haven't joined us yet in our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, make sure you jump onto Facebook and join us where you'll get actionable tips and strategies to grow your auto repair shop every day. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans.